Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. friends and welcome into the athletic fantasy football podcast week 16 ranks playoff ranks that's right it's your boy the welsh we've got brandon funston and we have jake seeley's ranks not jake seeley we couldn't get couldn't pry him away it's almost christmas time it's very important but we do have his <laughs> ranks which are continuously updated over on the athletic you know you kind of guys you know the drill i would tell you if anything prepare yourself for next year as well if you've been sitting on the subscription all off season long, there is content to be had that's going to only make you a better fantasy football player. Jake and Brandon are the biggest sources of that, so make sure you do. Brandon Funston, playoffs. Uh, what? What's your situation? What's your playoff situation right now? Playoffs. Play- <laughs> oh man, I almost bungled my most fa- my like my, my most important lead. I have Jalen Hurts as my guy, and everything was trending towards him going to play. And then he had, you know, he had that like that Saturday night where he, things took a turn for the worst. I woke up Sunday morning. I was like, okay, I better go grab Marcus Mariota. My competitor grabbed him. And so mm-hmm. I was sitting there with like Jared Goff had already, like Jared Goff had gone. But he was my backup. It was on Saturday. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I just went and picked up Drew Locke. I was like, okay, if, if you know, if Gino doesn't go, then I can play Drew Locke in, in place there. Thank God Jalen Hurts went. I started a chain over Singletary. I had I made all kinds of bungles, and I ended up just getting enough on, from Jalen Hurts on on Monday night to to survive and advance. So I'm I had four playoff teams. I advanced in all of them. I'm still got four teams going. So things are going well. How about you? That that is beautiful. Yeah, I have three big leagues that I'm uh, tackling. One was an auction league, which I was like the best all season, and of course got eliminated. A guillotine league, which are super fun, and I'm in the finals. It's a 16 team guillotine, and by the way, you know if people understand guillotines. Every t- week, a team gets chopped, and their players are in the pool, so they're super teams. You know, like my team, I have I'm going to be yeah. rostering Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, and Cooper Cup as my wide receivers this week, and um, that is a big, big, big one. And then I've also got a 16 team keeper league, which it's a monster team but I have Jake Browning at quarterback. So I am putting all my <laughs> hopes into Jake Browning still. And uh, we are rocking through plus uh, the pentathlon, which uh, D- Derek Van Riper here at the athletic puts on. It is one of the most fun formats ever. And if you ever are into just trying to make sure you're having fun in fantasy, Brandon, I don't know if you know this. Sometimes people forget about the fun that is involved in yeah. fantasy. It, you can have lots of dollars attached but the 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 concept of the pentathlon I have enjoyed immensely, and it's kept me involved all season long. And it was you have a best ball, an auction, you do a survivor picks, and a DFS weekly, and that creates a leaderboard. Every category pays, and then there's an overall. It has been a lot of fun. Bogman and I are sharing a team. We are really trying to make way. 
we're probably not getting first anymore, but we are in a heat for third place right now with a potential to get to second. And that one has kept me heavily, heavily involved in the season. <laughs> and sometimes fantasy football, that's all that it's about is finding ways to make sure that people want to stick around. That's a format that literally almost every single person, I think, but one team is heavily still involved trying. And uh, I would suggest well, let, that if people are looking for some funds. What, how does that how- where is that site hosted? I'm guessing it's just everything's done on the separate sites and then DVR brings it all together for a for a leaderboard. Like that yeah, that's right. It's on a spreadsheet. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, they did a recurring free contest on DK. They do the I'm forgetting where the best. I think best ball was the NFBC. And then we had the Superflex in Yahoo and the Yahoo also did the picks and the survivors. So we kind of did it all through. And then they just essentially assign points to where you are in the standings. And that's how it's a, it, 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 that's a little formula for you. If anybody out there wants to do it, I, th- I think I'm going to maybe even take and do a version of that with baseball this year. I just think it's a very fun format. That's why I, and, and as I, and not to make this about not week 16, but as I have done fantasy for uh, a while, Brandon, you are the OG of fantasy. Literally, I, we tell people this all the time, like my cohort, Scott Bogman, you are the first face <laughs> for him. Like, like he gets starstruck with you. Not anymore, but he did uh, because we do shows with you and you're an you know, easygoing guy. But like you were the face of fantasy for him when he first got in. So you've been around for a long time as well. But when you do it long enough, I personally, what has happened to me over the last couple of years, looking for other unique, fun ways to not just do like a standard PPR. That's why I always applaud Jake and creating the, the flex leagues, which is kind of a whole different concept. Guillotine leagues have brought a new level of fun to me personally. And this pentathlon idea is another really, really cool one, especially if you've got involved people. So however you can go out there and try to make fantasy football different and fun and engaging, I highly suggest it. Here's an idea for baseball if you want to try to translate it over because Survivor is going to be a hard thing to do. But yeah. every every team plays a weekend series. So you could just say every week, you have to pick the team that's going to win a weekend series, which Ooh, makes I it like fun. Yeah, Friday, I like Saturday, that. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's there could be an element where you could if people want to do props. I think you could do that into a football guillotine as well. Maybe everybody mm-hmm. picks five props on the week and then you track that. And yeah, it, baseball also is thinking you could have like a home run call, you know, a weekly home oh, run yeah. call and you tag yeah. that. So I've got some ideas on the baseball one. I think Derek's football one is amazing the only thing you could either replace or add would be some type of a betting element which you do do with the picks you do do picks by spread but if you wanted to have a little prop element to it i think you could do something with props so just getting all your brains rolling here if you want to have some fun but obviously you guys are also out here trying to win your championship right now in week 16 so let's see if we can help you out we are going to be going through, we got Jake's ranks here. We'll give you a primer on that and where Brandon is differing. So that's what we'll do. There's a couple pieces of news out there. Uh, there's a gajillion injury things. So I'm not going to hit on all of them. There's like, this guy didn't practice on Wednesday. We're waiting for Thursday reports. Friday is going to be important. Two things do stand out. One is a quick one. I'm just going to throw officially. Kenny Pickett has been ruled out for Saturday. That one was looming a little bit because Tomlin announced that Mason Rudolph would be the guy, but if Pickett was healthy, he would have started. They just killed that. So it's Mason Rudolph starting on Saturday. And I legit don't know if I would start a single Steeler this weekend. Well, I don't know I if anyone's just, alive with a Steeler. 
I, I was just going to, that was exactly my point. Like, are you playing right now? If you've been relying on a steal, I'm so happy that across the board, I'm pretty much completely uninvested in Pittsburgh Steelers this year. And, and like, there has not been a run really by anybody. Maybe Jalen Warren, you know, like Maybe. think of like a run. I'm thinking like three or four straight games where you're just like, yeah, I'm just loving this. You know, it's been a lot of ups and downs for the entire team, uh, but mostly down. So yeah, I don't know that it matters. This is not, news that's going to shake the fantasy playoffs no it, it really with warren it's been anticipation and it's never happened the only thing that could shake it is Najee harris is a little banged up and if Najee were to not play then i would get into the jalen warren business but again who out there is like alive with him but though you could have had other guys and benched him and made the right yeah move. he's a perfect perfectly great bench kind of like plugging in through the bye weeks, you know, throwing in a flex in a tough spot. Like he's, he's great for that. But if you've been leaning on him, you know, yeah. you probably got, probably got hit at some point. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even have interest if like Pickens is sitting out there. Like I'd, I'd go probably a gajillion other ways. Like Dontavian Wicks would be someone I would rather play over Pickens and would and rank him over him. Uh, the bigger piece of news though, this is the important one is Jonathan Taylor practicing on Thursday is going to determine if he can play in week 16. So I think we we heard this rumor that he was going to, you know, he was kind of ramping up. I think he got into either a full, I think he got into a full practice on Wednesday, if I remember correctly. And the report is, and we're recording this on Thursday, today's Thursday practice will determine. So we should get some news about that. If he plays all steam ahead, don't worry about anything else. Zach Moss is in danger. So I'm just painting this scenario that if Taylor didn't go, Moss is trending like he doesn't go. It's the Trey Sermon show. And that might be if someone did not pick him up in the championship, you might want to hold him just in case. But again, I guess you guys are going to know. Um, the only caveat would be like if Taylor didn't go and Sermon sitting out there, like where would you rank? Like where do you think you could rank a Trey Sermon Colts uh, running back Goodson, field? Like Goodson RB2? In the mix as well. Yeah, and uh, Goodson. Yeah, you're right. So I, I, you know, I was ranking the running backs this week. It goes pretty deep of, of people I feel pretty good about. I have James Conner in the mid twenties and I'm like, he's the main guy there. I don't, I don't feel like he's going to be terrible. Um, so I'm probably not going RB two with Trey Sermon because no, I think it's going to be a split workload as well. And so I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be more like RB 30 ish, low thirties. So, um, but I'm hoping it's Jonathan Taylor because I, you know, I, I mentioned that one team I made a decision to go with HN over Singletary last week. Jonathan Taylor was the guy on my bench because he wasn't playing. God, that would just make life a lot easier to just say, you know what, I'll put in Jonathan Taylor and not worry about HN's toe or Devin Singletary playing the Cleveland Browns, you know? So. Yeah, dodging bullets, which is so yeah. great too. Like Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. 
Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You dodge all those bullets, and if you can get back, and they would go with a comfortable workload. It, it is fair to, like, I think with this announcement, too, the last thing I'll throw, say on this, is with them saying, like, this will determine, I'm not going to take it where, like, if he practices and they're like, he's going to play, that they're going to give him eight carries or something like that. Like if, if they determine he can go, I expect them to let him go. And it's not going to be Trey Sermon and, and uh, Goodson getting, you know, 15 touches to Taylor's 15 touches. I would think it's going to be yeah. primary Jonathan Taylor. So I will be. This is a, this is a team in playoff contention. They're absolutely, exactly. I think, going to go into be. Yeah. Someone played last week with a with the thumb injury as well. It was pissing me off because I'm like, what's Jonathan Taylor doing? He's actually kind of a little bit longer than they sort of expected. You know, they're just kind of like, you've got to get him out there. Come on, man. Yeah, and I, I think it's trending in the right direction. But again, we'll find out shortly. Uh, I guess two other pieces just came down. Uh, they're not like breaking news or anything. Jamar Chase officially announced out against the Steelers. So that hurts uh, me for the Browning. And CJ Stroud did not practice on Thursday with the concussion symptoms. So that is still looming. Nico Collins did return on Thursday. That's huge. That's huge for that offense. I still love Noah Brown this week, regardless. Um, if anything, it'll just put him in better focus. But um, I don't know if it'll be Case Keenum throwing to them or CJ Stroud. It seems like it's leaning Keenum. Yeah. You know, and this is also kind of going to relate to Trevor Lawrence, who's in concussion protocol. Like CJ Stroud's missed more than a game and just the stats on. Uh, players' ability to to suffer a concussion and then be able to play a week later is is way down this year because of the new protocol uh, with the NFL. And so Lawrence probably isn't going to play either. Yeah, and and again, pay attention to the injury reports and pay attention to your waiver wire to have as much backup. Brandon laid out the scenario where you've got to be smart, where if you've got a guy that is dicey at all, dump players that have absolutely no warrant to play. Like you might've been holding on to these fun running backs or wide receivers tied it. You can dump them. Demario Douglas is a perfect example in a 12 team league of someone that you're just like, you know, you like the, the little bit of hope and upside, but he's not like, he's not important at this point. If you got your three receivers and your obvious flex and you don't see a scenario, unless there's a major injury and there's nothing out there, you dump him and focus on anybody that could have a questionable tag Aaron Jones returning, but then all of a sudden having a questionable tag, make sure you've got some type of a backup in there. Obviously the quarterback's the same. So you're not in a scenario where you're like, Oh my God, hopefully Gino doesn't play. So I have drew luck. If Jalen doesn't play, like you want to set yourself up as best as you possibly can. Let's talk about those ranks. Uh, Jake has got his ranks over at the athletic right now. You can check them out and get prepped for the week. Here is your relative quarterback primer. You want to get all the ranks. You got to go there. But I'll give you a few. Jalen Hurts is the number one quarterback. J- J- he, Jake has treated Jalen Hurts like Christian McCaffrey, just blindly gone Jalen Hurts every single week. Uh, Dak Prescott comes in at number three. Patrick Mahomes at five. Brock Purdy over Lamar Jackson this week. Love that. Matthew Stafford at 10. One of the ones that uh, jumps out to me as well is Baker Mayfield. The, the I mean, he, what a huge, you know, coup he was last week. And making him top 12 in a really great matchup against the Jags makes a lot of sense. Those are a couple of these starting quarterbacks that jump out here. You've got um, two bones to pick here. One of them is Dak Prescott, who Jake has at it's three. It was two at the time. So it looks like he moved him down one spot, but nonetheless, it doesn't change the big differential in the QB ones. He's got him at three and you have him at 
seven. So I mean, I guess you've got the likes of probably Purdy, maybe Tua or, or Lamar Jackson and whatnot over Dak, where uh, Jake is all in on Dak this week. Yeah, you know, I think that so I'm just looking really quick to see. I do definitely have Purdy ahead of him. I have Tua ahead of him. Look, Dak didn't. I mean, you know, he was on a great roll. Uh, that was three straight home games against some defenses that weren't like super fantastic. And then last week, uh, you know, the wheels came off on the road and now you're going on the road again. And you look at the splits for him. He's over 300 yards per game uh, at home. He's 216 yards per game on the road. And it's not a small sample size anymore. We're almost, you know, we're almost through the season here. So um, I'm a little bit worried about what we saw with him on the road last week. The dolphins are not a terrible defense. They are, they are and give it there. They're, they're not just playing out the string. They're playing with, you know, their playoff positioning on the line. So, um, and, you know, the other problem for me is there's just not a huge, like, you you you, tr- you shut down C.D. Lamb. There's just not a ton of guys that hurt you in the passing game. Jake Ferguson, I like, but he's a tight end, and he's, you know, he's solid. But, like, it's not like if you shut down Tyreek Hill, there's still Jalen Waddell, and, you know, and there's still, like, as a, in the running backs that can make plays in the backfield. And, and the running backs for Dallas aren't really doing it. So no. I, I just don't think there's, if you shut down C.D. Lamb, which I think that'll be their intent. I, you know, I think you shut down Dak Prescott for the most part as well. I'm still ranking him seven, still playing him. He's he's earned that, but he is 216 yards per game on the road this year. Yeah, and I'd also say I think maybe part of the logic if Jake were here, I'm not saying this is what it is, but Dallas's defense is okay, and Miami's offense is a juggernaut. That if Miami is putting up points, it might it might create more offensive opportunities for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys were to play from behind, you've also got more of an air threat that might be going on. So there, there might be some garbage uh, that's in play here, some garbage time that's potentially in play, but I'm in agreement with you. Like I'll, I go Patrick Mahomes over him against the Raiders. Absolutely fine mm-hmm. with that. Yep. I like Purdy yep. and um, I'm, I'm not enamored. I think I'd rather have Tua than Dak this week. So I'm not enamored. Yep. So I am on your side with that one. The other one is Russ Wilson. You've got it 14. Jake has it 18. Uh, actually, he's moved him down to 19. I am on the Jake side because I okay. want no part of Russ against the Patriots. So much so, I didn't think Jake was going to be on with this um, with me on this one. I would start Jake Browning against the Steelers before I would start Russ Wilson against uh, New England. Though it is in New England. Or I'm sorry, it is, it is in Denver, and obviously Denver has been slanging the ball. Uh, Cortland Sutton been playing up, but New England's defense is tough, Brandon. Yeah, they are, but so was Cleveland's defense when Russell played him at home, and he scored 20-plus fantasy points. There was the Jets' defense at home when he threw for a couple touchdowns and rushed for 49 yards and had over 20 fantasy points. I mean, Russ is QB 14. He's thrown a touchdown in every game. He's rushed for 30 plus yards in seven games. He has a rushing touchdown in three of his last four games. Like one way or the other, I expect Russell Wilson to finish where he always does, which is very consistently in that 10 to 15 range. And yes, New England is a tough defense, but not the toughest defense he's faced. And he's overcome other ones. So be it on the ground, be it him throwing his obligatory touchdown to Cortland Sutton every week. Like I just think he's going to find his way, especially. You know, so he's I say he's quarterback 13, a couple of guys ahead of him, CJ Stroud and Trevor Lawrence might not play. Um, like you start to look at it, it's like ah, 
I don't know. I mean, I just maybe maybe you're looking at like a Matt Stafford and a couple other guys that have played well that you can put ahead of him. But like, I just think it's pretty easy to to slot him at 14, uh, given what he's done this year. Like I said, throw a touchdown pass in every single game. His his floor is very is very high. I mean, it's very solid. And in a playoff, you know, that's what you want. You want guys that you know you can count on for at least something and so if you got this far with russell wilson i don't know it's going to be a whole lot different he's probably going to give you right where he's been at which is qb 13 yeah and you know to add to to your point here since week 10 russ is the 10th scoring quarterback overall not on a per game basis uh, a couple guys jump over because there's like bye weeks in there so he might jump to if i'm doing the math looks like yeah it looks like he's going to jump down to like 15 or so but overall, in that time period, if you take the guy that's above him in that same uh, range, Baker Mayfield is the ninth scoring quarterback since week 10. But he's got like a 10 point performance and an 11 point performance in those uh, six games. Russ has not scored under 14 points in a single game. It's just his high also is at 18. You're looking for floor, which to your point, you do want to have that focus on floor. You don't want to have a big miss. At quarterback, that's what I'm terrified about. About I'm in a playoff match matchup with uh, Browning, and I've got Eckler in there, and it's like Eckler's a huge question mark that I might have to bench for uh, James Conner this week. And then I've got a dicey quarterback. Even though, if you do look at Browning, Browning um, has at, has three straight games of 20 points scored, but the others weren't that great. There is consistency with Russ Wilson, so I will I will uh, agree with you on that one. Let's go over to the running backs. Your running back primer, Christian McCaffrey. Doesn't matter who he's facing. It's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Kyron Williams, good matchup against the Saints. He comes in at number two. How about Rashad White coming in at four? Jonathan Taylor ends up showing up at seven. So Jake is uh, full-on ranking him as if he's going to go. Pacheco looks like he's lining up at eight. We've got Jameer Gibbs and Saquon Barkley rounds it out at 12. Here is a difference. You have an RB1 that Jake is firmly out on after pretty much his worst performance of his career. Derrick Henry comes in at RB12 for you, 18 for Mr. Jake Seeley. So you think there's a big bounce back in play for Derrick Henry? Yeah, I'm thinking about a lot of things with Derrick Henry. First of all, you go back and look at his worst games. He almost always bounces back right after that. But we're going to probably have Ryan Tannehill back, his old his old backfield partner in this one. and. Do we trust Jake more or do we trust Vegas more? Because Vegas has Derrick Henry for 78 and a half as the over-under and his combined rushing and receiving. And they have his touchdown prop at minus 175. So they're basically saying wow. he's going to score a touchdown and they think he's going to get 78, roughly 78 yards. Uh, if he gets 78 yards and scores a touchdown, he's a top. He's probably a top 12 running back. Um, but I think with Tannehill back, and I, I look at this the other way, like I think they know that Ty J Spears is their running back of the future. A lot of times they'll say, oh, they're going to just, they got to see what Ty J Spears brings to the table. They're going to sit Derrick Henry, you know, for much of the rest of the season. I think it's the other way around. You have a guy that you pretty much are confident in now and Ty J Spears to kind of like take the baton. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Derrick Henry's not coming back. You give him his farewell tour. You got two home games left. This one against Seattle. And Seattle's top five most generous in fantasy to the running back position. Uh, so I think they're gonna they're gonna let Derrick Henry kind of have his farewell you know, especially for this last two home games and let people appreciate what he's brought to the table for the Titans over the years. Some other interesting names. Uh, Bijan does make it in the top 15 for Jake. As does Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler. Uh, Jake is probably one of the highest on Ty Chandler this week. Um, expectation, Madison or not. Chandler's the guy, but if Madison's not there, it um, it's, it definitely looks better and you, you can do some running on Detroit. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott at 19. The back end is pretty interesting. Chuba Hubbard at 23, who I'm very, very in on. But here's a RB2 name that you guys have a pretty big different differential on is Travis Etienne comes in at 13. He's kind of fallen off lately, but it's against Tampa Bay. So that's big, a big reason this week, though the receiving side could work well. Uh, you've got him down at 19. So he is like towing the line of RB2 for you, where he is the almost RB1 for Jake. So are you worried about the Tampa Bay defense with ETN and ETN is kind of stepped back. Plus you got injuries to Lawrence. I'm probably making some of the cases why you're not enamored with uh, ETN this week. Yeah. Injuries with Lawrence. Here's a prop for you. Cause we both love our props under on Travis ETN, 55 and a half rushing yards. Um, first of all, you know, you mentioned Tampa Bay. That is their wheelhouse. Vita Bay in the middle of that defensive line. They, they limit running back production, but ETN I'm counting it out here. He's been under in uh, seven of his last nine. In one of those games, he was over by the hook at 56. So he's only had one game above 56 yards in his last nine. Um, and now you're going against one of the best defensive, you know, run-stopping units there is. So I just don't think the yardage you, – you mentioned the passing yards. That, that could be something that allows him – but he's kind of the way Jake has him almost dependent on scoring a touchdown. And I don't know how well this offense is going to be with CJ Beathard behind, behind center, how many opportunities they're going to have in the red zone. Um, you know, so I just said, don't like a lot of the things that you mentioned. Plus, you know, what I talked about here, like it just, I just don't get a great feeling for ETN in this game. So he's 19 for me. We're both RB twos, but Jake's got him as a strong RB two. I think he's kind of like, to me, he's like the RB2 that you're like begrudg- begrudgingly throwing in there and wishing you had a better option. Yeah, I'm very well said. I think there is a better option in play. I think this require. 
I, I've kind of made it be known. I'm not in love with players whose value is like heavily, heavily touchdown dependent. It's great when they get it. Um, you know, Gus yeah. Edwards had that awesome run. It's different now with Gus Edwards, by the way, because uh, Mitchell is out. But, you know, when players are heavily dependent on that side, I do see it. I, I find it hard to believe the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be able to like stay in the game enough where they're going to be able to like slow down the clock and maintain the running game. So then you're, it's like, okay, you got to get ETN involved in the pass game, which he absolutely can't do. So I'm just un- uncertain. So you said it best. If there's another option, you kind of maybe wish that was there. The most eye opening in week 16 of a season is this rank right here. RB 27, Austin Eckler. That is how far off Austin Eckler has gone. I personally believe this goes one of two ways. Uh, well, goes one of one different way. It continues on with what we've seen, but with a new regime, kind of think it's like they are going to go to back to the basics, which it's you give the best player all the touches, which we see a lot of time in new coaches, or they could completely scrap this whole thing and we see less echo than we've seen in any single week so they can highlight Spiller and um, and Kelly. I tend to think it's going to go the first, the former, but um, I'm a little bit higher on Eckler than most. But Jake is not RB two on Eckler. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> you hope right? Because are you are you leaning towards Eckler over Connor? I am. Yeah, right now I've got him. I've got Eckler in. Uh, I'm, I'm mid twenties. I might not be all the way down at twenty seven, but Eckler. They're back to back on my rankings. I'm pretty sure. So um, that's a tough call for you, man. It's not fun. It's not. I'm not looking forward to making that, that call. We'll get there. All right, uh, let's go over to the wide receivers. Let's primer that bad boy up at number one, C.D. Lamb this week for Jake. Tyreek Hill comes in at top five. There's still some, I guess, some overall questions. D.J. Moore at eight against the Arizona Cardinals. Love that one. Debo is the wide receiver of choice in the 49ers. Um, wide receiver core, he is inside the top 10. One of my favorites this week. Rasheed Rice is one of them guys. Um, just a couple more because our focus is going to be more wide receiver twos and where your difference is. T Higgins is a top 12 wide receiver for Jake with Jamar Chase out. I kind of buy that. Alave healthy. Thank you very much. Uh, Amari Cooper is in there. Jalen Waddle still top 20. And that takes us to uh, one of the wide receivers I actually just talked about is your big difference with T Higgins. Jake has him as wide receiver one going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have them at 20. So you're kind of back in wide receiver two here. Obviously, the Steelers have actually pared it down a little bit, but they got some bad injuries. No Fitzpatrick this weekend. So I kind of believe this is about like what you think Browning is going to be able to do. But uh, you tell me, why is Higgins 20 versus Jake's wide receiver one for Higgins? Three words, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, the guy's been a shadow uh, coverage machine. Uh, you know, I, I look at Mike Clay's shadow report. Uh, you know, he's mentioned since week nine, some of the guys that he's, sh- you know, shut down last time he faced the Bengals. He took Jamar Chase, held him to four catches. Chase did have 80 yards, but that's like the best, you know, the receivers. Done. I think since week nine, I was doing the, the players that he shadows been like DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Marquise Brown, Michael Pittman. Um, I went on the under on receptions prop last week for Michael Pittman, who has had caught like eight or more in like a ridiculous amount of games and uh, held him to like four or five catches with like one of his lowest of the year. So Joey Porter Jr. is legit and there's no reason why he won't be shadow covering T Higgins. I think the catch percentage against Porter is second best in the league behind Jalen Ramsey at, at like 40%. So uh, he's done a great job. I just think that like 
look at that's going to be the focus with no Jamar Chase. It's pretty easy. T Higgins is a guy you need to worry about in the passing game. So Jody Porter's got him, but they'll probably even maybe even give him a little bit more of a of an eye, you know, with the safeties and stuff to just make sure the one guy that can hurt us in the passing game doesn't hurt you in the passing game. So uh, I just don't see wide receiver one upside with that. Wide receiver two, just because he is the only guy sometimes, and maybe just intent and volume alone can get you there. But I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna take a lot of that. One of those things where it's like eh, kind of stare at guys like Boyd, you know, because I agree, Porter Jr. has turned into one of the better. Uh, cover corners in the entire league. It's why the Pittsburgh Steelers went from one of the absolute worst pass defenses early on in the season to being middle of the pack is when they started committing to him as a starter. So that has kind of changed up their game. Uh, Boyd might be an interesting option. Yeah, it's it's dicey. I think I'm in between you guys on my overall ranks, but I get it. Uh, the last one, as far as the big rank differences go, uh, just poking out a few other names. We did have Pukunakua drops for Jake at 23. You've got Calvin Ridley at 24. My boy Noah Brown shows up at 26, which I love. I'm very invested in him this week. But you guys have a big difference in Chris Godwin, who had been an absolute nothing burger for most of the year and then popped huge this past week, probably on most people's benches. You have him as a wide receiver too. Jake barely has him as a wide receiver three, 22 to 29. So do you believe the they've turned the corner with Chris Godwin and he is back in the graces of high target share with the Bucks? Well, he has been for more than last week. He was the week before too. He had 11, he's had 11 and 12 targets over the last two weeks. So if you tell me, you know, two games where you get 23 combined targets and you just put up 150 yards and now you get Jacksonville, who has been one of the more generous secondaries, and especially on the on the perimeter, you got Trey Herndon and Tyson Campbell out there, and Tyson Campbell hasn't been playing, and he looks iffy to play again. Like that's where they've been hurt. That's where Godwin and Evans are operating. Um, Evans draws attention, and it's starting to, I think, pay off for Godwin a little bit because Baker Mayfield's suddenly going his way a lot. So I just think when you look at a guy who's coming off 150 yards, who's averaged 11 and a half targets over the last two weeks and has a really, really good matchup, I can talk myself into wide receiver too, especially when someone who has an NFL track record like Chris Godwin does. It's not This isn't a flash in the pan. The guy's been around the block a few times. And if you want to dig on to the, the much deeper names, I will tell you one that I'm different than Jake on. I'm very big into Dontavian Wicks this week, mm-hmm. and I'm not even seeing him on. Maybe I just missed him uh, on Jake's ranks here. Oh, he's 48. Yeah, I, mean, I think he can be a wide receiver three this week, especially if we are without Jaden Reed. So something to uh, pay deep attention to. And if there's no Zay Jones, Parker Washington might be a really interesting uh dart throw if you're in that situation simply because he plays at the slot and that's where they do like to throw the ball and the bucks you can throw on them so those are two deeper wide receiver plays i would take a look at tight end sleeper who are you sleeping on the tight ends for this week for us well it shouldn't be a sleeper the guy has three touchdowns uh in the last two weeks and coming off a game in which he had nine targets and seven catches and was like the only playmaker it was was Hunter Henry, and now you get the best matchup in fantasy going against the Denver Broncos. So Hunter Henry, I'm surprised, isn't ranked higher based upon what he's done the last couple of weeks, you know, and looking like he's become like Bailey Zappi's go-to guy. You get the best matchup in fantasy, and he's not a consensus top 12 tight end, I don't believe. At least Jake has him way down at like tight end 18 or 20. Um, I'm a little bit more like bubble tight end one with Hunter Henry. 
All right, there you go. Those are your ranks for the coming week. Go over to The Athletic right now, and you can check out Jane. You can also go to uh, at All In Kid. You can see the article he tweets out that is consistently being updated. There's also the projections tab is uh, fully set there, so you can see what that's looking like this week. It's a robust, crazy, fun article, and if you want more uh, detailed look at all the ranks, you can do that over there. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any of it because the schedule changes up over the next couple weeks. Only one episode next week for um, what I assume is championships. I will call championships. And uh, it will be the three of us. The gang will be back together and we will have a week 18 podcast where we may even look at our sites just a tiny bit at like what the 2024 season is going to look like. So make sure you're subscribed and be looking forward to the Wolfpack back together. Uh, this will be the last episode, obviously, before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever that is. Have a great time. Relax. Enjoy yourself and enjoy some football. Brandon, have a very, very great holiday. And we will talk to you all next time right here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. 